You're listening to a sermon from Plus Life, a church that exists to see lives changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will be stirred in your heart and renewed in your mind as you hear the preaching of God's word today. Well, I know what some of you are thinking. Weren't you here just a few weeks ago? And I was, but I invited myself back, <laughs> um, sort of. So I, w- I, I was talking to Pastor Ian, and uh, I mentioned to him, I said, uh, we have um, a little situation at the Vine Church. Um, for the next uh, two Sundays, we aren't allowed to be at the community center because of municipal elections. Is that me making that boom? <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and, uh, and furthermore, I told him, this Sunday, we have a bunch of our people that are going to another function. And he said, well, we have a bunch of our people that will be going to a wedding. And so uh, uh, he said, why don't you just come and join us at Plus Life, and, and you can preach. And I said, well, I wasn't inviting myself to preach, but I won't turn down an opportunity to share God's word. So here we are, and there's a few of us here from the Vine Church, and and uh, some of you who uh, uh, didn't go to the big wedding, wherever that is, and I'm glad that you're here. And uh, as I said in my prayer, there is always something to be thankful for, right? Right? Everybody here ought to be thankful for something. Oh, so I knew this was going to happen. Can I take this off? Oops, I just did. I don't get along with these things for some reason. Is it okay if it just hangs here? It's not going to cause any problems, is it? All right, good. Anyway, as I was saying, everybody has something to be thankful for, except maybe the turkeys. I don't know if they're very thankful, but we all have something to be thankful for. So today, I want to deal with one snippet of scripture that's found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, something that you might just glide over as you're reading in the book of Ephesians. And the Apostle Paul, in context, is talking about the need for wisdom, joy, and unity in the church. And he makes this comment, in passing it would almost seem, Ephesians 5.20, he says, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to think about that statement that Paul says, giving thanks always always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to talk about being thankful all the time and for everything. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving 24-7. Can we just go to the Lord one more time in prayer? And I just wanted to ask him to anoint this message. Father, I I pray, Lord, that I will preach this message the way that it deserves to be uttered, that, Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Christ, and may Jesus be the only one who is seen through the proclamation of your word. Father, I pray that you'll be with all of those who could not be with us here today, and I pray that you'll bring them safely back to our congregations, and I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of worshiping together and celebrating Thanksgiving together with Plus Life Church. And Father, I pray that you will get all the glory from what your word teaches us today, for we humbly submit ourselves to the guidance of your Holy Spirit, and it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
So it might be easy to just glide over that little statement that Paul says or not really think about what he's saying here. I mean, he says, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when you think about that, that's a pretty tall order, is it not? I mean, is it really possible? Is it really possible to be thankful all the time? Is it possible to be thankful for everything? You know, and as I was looking at this, I began to think of some scenarios where it'd be pretty hard to feel thankful. Like, just imagine if you're in one of these uh, situations here. I mean, imagine you lost your job. Would you feel thankful? Or maybe you don't even have a job, or you can't find a job. Uh, maybe your car breaks down, or maybe you can't even afford to have a car. Or you're late paying your bills. Or you're totally unable to pay your bills. Would you feel thankful at that time? You don't feel well. Or you don't look well. Or your doctor informs you that you are not well. How do you feel thankful then? Your marriage is in trouble. Your marriage has ended. Maybe your children are rebelling. Or maybe you're not able to even have children. You hate your job. You don't have a job. You can't find a job. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Or maybe you have nobody left in your life to love. We could go on and on and on with different scenarios. And I know what you're thinking right now. Thanks a lot, PT. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving weekend and you're, you're such a, a downer. But, but folks, I know it's depressing, but uh, I'm just trying to keep it real. Just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean we always feel thankful. And just because we have a date on the calendar that reminds us to be thankful, or we read scriptures such as this, this little statement of Paul's that he says in, almost in passing, you know, thank God all the time for everything. Just because it's there doesn't mean you necessarily feel thankful. So how is it that we can obey the scriptures and do what the Apostle Paul says here? How do we do that? Or as Paul reiterates in Philippians, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians chapter uh, 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. How do we do that? How do we follow the admonition of the psalmist who says, Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord, how often? At all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How do we do that? Well, I don't think we can do it without the Lord's help. Amen? We can't do that without the Lord's help. But... This morning, I'm going to examine the necessity of always being thankful, regardless of what life throws at us. You see, folks, um, I think I'm preaching to myself here. This sermon is really for me, because I tend to be somewhat of a pessimist. I tend to see the problems in life. I tend to see the negative things in life. Anybody kind of like that, you know? You see the problems before uh, you see the, the blessings. 
And I just want to put it out there that uh, many times I just don't feel like being thankful. <laughs> just not if you're kind of, you know, I don't want to feel alone. Good, 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 good. <laughs> we don't always feel thankful. So I want to share some things today that I am learning, that God is teaching me about how to have a heart of perpetual praise, how to feel thankful all the time and express my gratitude all the time, how to have a continuous attitude of gratitude, Thanksgiving 24-7. Now, what do we need in order to cultivate continuous, ongoing thanksgiving for everything, to be thankful 24-7, what do we need? I'm going to suggest today that there are three things that will come in handy if we want to be able to thank God 24-7. We need perspective, we need patience, and we need purpose. Let's just explore these three qualities that we need if we are going to truly be thankful 24-7. Now, first of all, let's consider perspective. Perspective is important when you think about being thankful to God, because it really is all about perspective, isn't it? I mentioned the poor turkeys. They're not very thankful. <laughs> Some time ago, a friend sent me this little story, and it kind of shows the the, uh, the idea of, of, pers of perspective being important. It says this, A rich man looked through his window and saw a poor man picking something out of the trash. He said, Thank God I'm not poor. The poor man looked around and he saw mentally ill men misbehaving in the street and he said, Thank God I'm not mentally ill. The mentally ill man looked and he saw an ambulance uh, going down the road carrying a patient to the hospital and he said, thank God I'm not sick. A sick person in the hospital saw a trolley going down the hallway uh, with a dead body going towards the mortuary and he said, well, thank God I'm not dead. And the dead person said, nothing because they're dead. You see... Only a dead person cannot thank God. The point is, there's always something for which we can be thankful. I don't know if you've heard that old expression that says, I used to complain about having no shoes until I met somebody with no feet. There's always something for which we can be thankful. I vividly remember my trip to the Philippines, my second trip to the Philippines in 2018, uh, where I met some brothers. Uh, Norma Jacana is here, and she graciously toured me around parts of uh, Iloilo, and we went to see in this little village uh, this house that was almost falling down. I was afraid to walk in it because, you know, I've got some girth to me. I've got some weight, and, I, and, and it was like a bamboo floor, and I had to be very careful not to fall through. But there were these, uh, these men. I think there were three of them, right, Sister Norma? Three men who had been uh, stricken with polio when they were babies, and their whole lives, all they do is lie on the floor. They can't do anything. And this little town is so rocky, they can't get out. There's no wheelchairs. There's nothing. All they do every single day is just lie on the floor. And, and they almost look like your family pet when they're eating because they just have to put their head in a bowl and and uh, yet, I could not believe how happy they were 
We went to visit them and we brought some, uh, some toys for them to play with. You know, their hands are all gnarled, but they could kind of, you know, manipulate a little bit to play with these little toys we brought. We brought them some snacks. They were so happy. And when uh, Sister Norma told them that I came all the way from Canada to visit them, they were delighted. Wow, we must be celebrities. But I still can see their faces, and I can still see the great appreciation that they had. And here I am, you know, complaining to God when I get a sniffly nose or when I get COVID, which I had finally it caught up with me last August. There's always something for which we can be thankful. Why do we complain? Someone wisely said this, to understand life better, we need to go to three locations. Go to a hospital, visit a prison, and visit a cemetery. At the hospital, you will understand that there's nothing more important than health. You'll come to appreciate your health if you go to the hospital. Actually, you might even get sick, because, I mean, things are floating around the hospitals, right? <laughs> but you'll appreciate health if you visit the hospital. In the prison, you will realize how important freedom is, that these people have their freedom taken away, and you value freedom more when you visit a prison. And then when you visit the cemetery, of course, you come to appreciate the value of time. And someone said that the ground that we walk on today might be our roof tomorrow. Well, you say, well, Pastor Paul, you don't understand. You don't, you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. I don't know what you're going through. You're saying, well, uh, things could be so much better in my life right now. I, I wish things were better in my life right now. But have you, have you thought about this? Things could be worse than they are right now? Have you thought about that? I was reading not too long ago, one of my favorite prophets to read is Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, the lamenting prophet. I call him the complaining prophet too. And I don't blame him because I like to complain, and maybe that's why it resonates with me. But I was reading in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 12, uh, where Jeremiah is complaining to God about what he's going through. You know, he was just, he was having a pity party. Anybody have pity parties? Yeah, you usually have them by yourself, right? And, but he was talking to God, and he was complaining to God. And in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5, this really grabbed me. It says, If you have raced with men on foot, and they have wearied you, how will you compete with horses? And in a safe land where you are trusting, what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? Now, you really have to think about what God is saying to him. And this is exactly what God is saying to Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. He's saying, Jeremiah, you're complaining right now because you're having, having to run with men. But what are you going to do when men on horses are chasing you down? Which was yet to happen. And he says, uh, and in a safe land. So if you're complaining right now because you have relative safety right now, how will you feel, he says, in the thickets of the Jordan? In other words, when you are being hunted down, when, when your enemies are hunting you and you're in the jungle, 
in the thicket, in the jungle, running for your life, how are you going to ever make it then if you can't make it now? So what God is actually saying to Jeremiah is, Jeremiah, it could be worse. Better yet, he's saying, Jeremiah, it will be worse. Now, I don't want to depress everybody, but if you're having a hard time now, guess what? There'll be another time in the future where you're worse off than you are now. Probably. I mean, if we're doing the stats. <laughs> so, we need perspective. You know, we may be suffering, but there's always something to be thankful for. If you're still with me, just go like this. All right, there's always something to be thankful for. We need to have perspective if we are going to be thankful 24-7. But not only do we need perspective, but secondly, we need patience. We need patience. You know, it's true that situations don't always bring out the gratitude in us. You know, I'm not trying to candy coat uh, the scriptures and, and, and try to suggest that in reality, we're always feeling so thankful all the time. Listen, folks, you're looking at a complainer here, and you're looking at a guy here who's pretty impatient. Anybody here uh, need patience? I don't ask God for patience, though. You know why? I don't want tribulation. The Bible says tribulation brings patience. And so to get us to be patient, God sends us tribulation. And I don't want that. So I don't ask God for it. But I am impatient. Uh, I, I don't like to wait. And I'm telling you this because uh, my wife and one of my daughters is here, and they know. What is my favorite? Well, I won't say my favorite. What's my most common word, Pam and Sarah? <laughs> I don't know if the people at home heard that. They said, waiting. It's with an attitude. When I'm waiting for them to, you know, do something, I'll text them, even if they're in the same uh, room with me, <laughs> and I'll write, I'll type waiting, and then I'll go W space A space I space T space I space N, and I just, and I'll keep doing that. I'll keep elongating the word waiting, and, and I'll say, waiting, I'm waiting, I don't like to wait. But patience is what helps us to be thankful. Because when we're patient, we understand that even though right now I don't feel too great, I don't feel too good, it's going to get better. My Lord promises me that. Patience helps us to know the truth of Psalm 30, verse 5, that says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Eventually, the sun will rise. Eventually, uh, things will get better. But you have to be patient. You have to wait through the night. You have to wait through the storm. You have to weather the storm with patience. And so you can be thankful in the storm because you know the storm's going to come to an end. You can be patient in the night because you know daylight is coming. How can I give thanks when my world is falling apart? Because I know it's temporary. I know that everything that happens in this physical life is temporary. And so I can give thanks because it's not going to, to last forever. I'm reminded, I just thought of an old joke about this guy, he's going down the street, and there's a man hitting himself over the head with a hammer, 
And he says to him, why are you hitting yourself over the head with a hammer? And he says, because it feels so good when I stop. (laughs) I thought that was a funny joke. (laughs) The idea is, you know, it feels good when pain stops. And eventually the pain will stop. We've had... uh, We've had some loved ones uh, pass away. In fact, just yesterday, a, a friend of mine in the Philippines, good friend of mine, passed away. And uh, I've said this to uh, the folks at Vine Church know that I say this, that God always heals. Sometimes he heals us in this life, but sometimes he heals us permanently by taking us home. And so uh, one sister that, that we know of uh, in London Ontario, that she could only communicate in the end of her days, she could only communicate by blinking her eyes, yes or no. She could, that's the only way she could communicate. God healed her. He healed her so well, she went to heaven, and now she's dancing and having a good time. So eventually, things do get better, maybe not instantly. But patience helps us. When the world around us is falling apart, we can, we can still thank God because we know that I can wait this out because it's not forever. And we can be like Job. Remember Job? In Job chapter 19, what an inspiration he is. Job, uh, the patient man. Job 19, 25 through 27. Job said this, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. Do you know that Job was actually showing gratitude in that statement? He's saying, it's not going to last forever. I can do this because my Redeemer lives. You know, the next time you, 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 you reach a crisis in your life, just say that to yourself. My Redeemer lives. And even if this thing kills me, I will see him and I'll live with him forever. So yeah, it could always get worse. That's where we need perspective. But folks, it's going to get better. But we have to have patience. We have to have patience. So we, we see that we need to have perspective if we're going to thank God 24-7. We need patience to wait it out, to waiting for the Lord to do his thing, and how I need that. But thirdly, the third ingredient to being able to praise God 24-7, to always be thankful for everything at all times, is to have a sense of purpose. Purpose. That's the third thing. And, and, and Paul, really, in this letter to the Ephesians, I think that he really uh, shows uh, that sense of purpose. Uh, the book of Ephesians is a letter of great encouragement. It oozes with thanksgiving. Where was Paul when he wrote this epistle? Where was the Apostle Paul when he wrote the book of Ephesians? Anybody know? He was in prison. You're right. Ephesians is one of the prison epistles. Paul wrote four letters while in prison, Colossians, Philemon, Philippians, and Ephesians. And the remarkable thing is, when you look at Paul's introduction to these four 
prison epistles. Now, if you were in prison, would you feel very thankful? Probably not. But listen to what Paul says in his introduction. In all of these four prison epistles, for instance, Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 4. Notice, so Paul's not, Paul isn't uh, just uh, blowing smoke when he tells us thankful to God at all times in everything, because he says in Colossians 1, verse 3 and 4, he says, we always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. Paul's saying, we're always thankful. I'm thankful. I'm in prison. I'm in jail. There's rats running across the floor. But I'm thankful because of you. I th and I, I'm thankful all the time for you. In Philemon, the one-chapter uh, epistle, Paul says in verse 4 and verse 5, he says, I thank my God how often? There's the word again. Always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. Paul has an attitude of gratitude. While in where? Prison. He's in chains. It's not a good situation. There's a guard with him all the time. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, his introduction to the book of Philippians, to his letter to, to Philippi. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. How often? Always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy. And Philippians is the book about joy. The word joy is, is mentioned very frequently in Paul's writing. He's in jail, he's in prison, but he has joy and he has thankfulness all the time as he prays for the Philippians. And then in Ephesians, our, our text uh, letter today, Ephesians 1 verse 15 and verse 16, Paul says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints... I do not cease to give thanks. That's like saying always. That's a fancier way. <laughs> he could have said, I always thank God for you. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Now, in not one of these four prison epistles does Paul gripe or complain or drone on and on about his difficult situation. I think if it were me, you know, my introduction to my epistles would have been, dear friends at Colossae, Ephesus, Philippi, and dear Philemon, my friend, man, it really sucks here. <laughs> I'm not getting enough food. I would eat one of those rats, but they're so fast. Uh, it's it, the the soldier. He stinks. This guy is with me all the time. You know, I would probably think about all the negative things, but Paul never does that. Not once. You don't see one iota of complaint in the prison epistles. So Paul is practicing what he preached. 
He's practicing what he tells us in our text for today, that yes, you can be thankful for every circumstance at all times. How was Paul able to thank God 24-7, even when he was in chains and darkness, and by the way, getting ready to go before Caesar, and all Caesar had to do was this, and Paul would be beheaded. He had that hanging over his head, pardon the pun. How could Paul do this? How could he have an attitude of gratitude 24-7? Well, he believed what he wrote in Romans 8-28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for those who are called according to his purpose. You know, it doesn't say in that verse, a lot of people misrepresent God's word when they use this verse. It doesn't say all things are good. Please don't come up to somebody and say, you know, they just lost a loved one or they lost, they got fired from their job. Don't come up to that person, pat them on the back and say, well, all things are good. No, all things are not good. Getting COVID isn't good. Losing your job isn't good. Uh... Getting audited by the CRA isn't good. There's, I could go on. You know, things happen that are not good. It doesn't say that all things are good. It says all things what? Work together for good. I often use this analogy that every painting, you know, every painting has to have both light and dark. Could you imagine if you're doing a puzzle? My wife likes to do uh, jigsaw puzzles, you know, the kind that have like a zillion pieces. Could you imagine if all the pieces were black or all the pieces, well, it'd be pretty easy to do, I guess, if you followed the shape, but it, would be just, it wouldn't be a picture or if every picture was bright. Let, let me just show you a kind of a silly example. Uh, when I was in the Philippines, uh, we went to this place called Boracay, a very beautiful beach area, and uh, there was a picture that my friend took. <laughs> It actually looks better there than it did. I think I tried to, to, to it, it, something happened. The, the, the exposure, it, actually it was a digital camera, so I don't know, I guess it was right in the sun. You could barely see me. That might actually, actually be a blessing. But the point I'm trying to make is, wouldn't this picture be better if it had dark and light combined? It's got too much light, right? So, when Paul says all things work together for good, he's not saying all things are good, but he's saying that the dark things in our life are used by God to give a full picture of who we are in Jesus Christ, and not only who we are in Jesus Christ, but how we can represent Jesus Christ on this earth. And you don't want to hear this today, but you need some darkness in your life. I need some darkness. Now, I'm not going to ask for it, and I don't have to because it will come. Amen? Darkness will come. Difficulties will come. Struggles will come. Crises will come. We'll have them. And they might not be good, but they work with other things to our benefit. They, they give us a full picture. So if you are suffering or your life is in turmoil right now, be thankful. Be thankful. I know that's hard to do. 
It's really hard for me to do. I'm being brutally honest here. It's really hard for me to be thankful when things fall apart. And I've had many serious crises in my life. But I got to show you something that really struck me. I think Paul, the apostle, is a great example for us. We just saw how thankful he was in prison. But I can up the ante. I can show a better example of extreme gratitude. Watch this. I just noticed this the other day. We, I was preparing, well, maybe a couple weeks ago, preparing for the Lord's Supper in Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And this is also in the other Gospels. But uh, you notice it says here, I want you to pay attention to this. And he took bread, and when he had, what? Given thanks. What? Are you thinking about this now? I want you to really meditate on what this is saying here. When he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them saying what? This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And of course, likewise, he took the cup and he gave thanks for the cup. He gave thanks for that grape juice, which is very red. And what does that redness remind us of? It reminds us of the blood. Now, this is what I, I want this to sink in, folks. I want you to really think about this. Here, Jesus is about to go to the cross. He is about to be nailed to the cross and suffer the worst kind of humiliating death you could possibly imagine. He knows it. He knows he's going to lay down his life as a sacrifice and so he meets with his disciples one last time. He has the, a meal with them, a Passover feast. And then he institutes this memorial. And he says, this is me uh, pictured in this broken bread. That's what's going to happen to me. And this, this uh, juice, that's going to be, that pictures my blood that's going to shed for you. And he knew in just a, a short period of time, he was going to suffer and bleed and die. And what did he do? He gave thanks. If Jesus could give thanks knowing he was about to go to the cross, why can't you give thanks when things are getting tight financially? Why can't you give thanks when you're having struggles in your marriage? Why can't you give thanks when your job is not what you thought it would be and you're not happy with it? Jesus sets the ultimate example. Knowing he was going to face a horrific death, he said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I don't have time uh, to go into it, but in Hebrews it talks about that Jesus had joy when he looked at the cross and what he was, when he laid down his life, that he looked upon it with joy because he knew the end result. He gave thanks. So we can all be thankful. We can. I'm not saying it's easy. We can be thankful to God at all times and for everything. We just need to have perspective. It could always be worse, right? Have some perspective. We need patience. It hurts right now, but it's not always going to hurt. It will get better. If I'm a child of God, it definitely will get better. 
We need a sense of purpose. God's going to use this crisis. Who knows, God may just use that thing you're going through right now. Maybe there's somebody right here, you're going through a really difficult time and you don't see the light of day. You can't see the hope yet. You know, if you just hang in there and be faithful and thank God anyway, God could use your situation as a great testimony to help other people who go through a similar crisis. So we can be thankful for all things. And so here we are at the end of this message, and you're thinking, okay, thanks, Pastor Paul. You've given me something to think about. No, I haven't given you something to think about. I've given you something to do. <laughs> it's not optional. It's not something to think about. It's a command. It's a command. What does he say here? He says, giving thanks always and for everything. Or I'll close with this last verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, where the Apostle Paul says this, and this is a command given in the Holy Scriptures, ordained by God, inspired by God. God says to us through his Apostle Paul, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's all read that together. Let it sink in. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will for us, to somehow find a way through his grace. I don't think we can do it. I know we can't do it by ourselves, but he has this thing called grace that helps us to see him in every situation. Be thankful for everything all the time. Let's stand together. And we're going to have uh, our worship team, so thankful for them today, are going to come and lead us in another song. But just be, as they're coming, let's just bow our heads. And I just want to pray for, I, I sense that there are some people perhaps here today who, who, you know, Thanksgiving is on the calendar. That doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect when that day rolls around. Maybe you're going through something. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to pray for anybody that might be uh, going through a difficult situation in, in some way uh, right here, right now. Would you just lift your hand? I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to put you on the spot, ask you what it is. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thanksgiving Day reminds us to be thankful, but it doesn't mean that we feel thankful. To feel thankful, we need to go to God's Word. We, know we need to go to the Scriptures, and we need God to remind us that, hey, I got your back. You're my child, and I won't let you go through something you can't handle, and when it's all done, you'll be like gold refined in the fire. I just want to pray for you those of you that raised your hand and maybe others uh, that God will use to minister to people who this Thanksgiving weekend don't feel very thankful. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. I thank you, Lord, for your word that tells us, that commands us to have an attitude of gratitude 24-7, all the time for all things. It's hard, Lord. But the more we look to you, 
the more we find the strength to do just that. Lord, touch the hearts and lives of those that lifted their hands here today that said, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm going through something right now and it's hard to feel thankful. May they praise you anyway. May they, like Job, say, well, even if you take my flesh away, even if you destroy my flesh, I will still praise you because I will see you face to face. And if there's anybody in our midst here who has not been transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ, by accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, oh, Father, that's the most important thing. How can we be thankful if we don't belong to you? You're the one who controls all things. And if there's somebody in our presence here who, who does not have a relationship with Jesus, I pray they will not leave this place until they have called out to you. And it can be a simple prayer, like the thief on the cross who said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It can be a simple prayer like, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't do life alone. I need you. Forgive me. Rescue me from myself simple prayer like that and their life can be turned around forever thank you lord for being in our midst speak to us in jesus name amen thanks for listening we hope that you were blessed by the sermon today if you would like to learn about the gospel or know more about our church please visit pluslifepeople.com remember to subscribe for more content until next time stay blessed